Hello and welcome to Intercom. This is Dr. Laura Murillo, President of the Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Thanks for joining us today. We've got some great guests. And first up to bat is none other than Dr. Juan Sanchez Munoz. He's president of the University of Houston downtown. I know you've seen that University of Houston downtown and are really wondering you know, what's new, what uh, has been transpiring since we uh, were able to have uh, him join the University of Houston downtown. So he's here to give us a big update on some of the happenings at the University of Houston downtown. Dr. Juan Munoz, thanks for being here. Well, we're, I'm proud to be here. Thank you for inviting us. Absolutely. So uh, how long have you been in Houston now? Well, just going on my second year and it's yeah. been magnificent. It has been a whirlwind. Huh? So you were here just in time for Hurricane Harvey? Yes, yes. Yes, oh, yeah. and that has to have certainly been, uh, for you, a fast-paced uh, learning what the city was about, the heart of Houston. Learning what the city is about and what the city is capable of. Yeah, and your students. What a, what a great group of students, hardworking commuter students, many of them. Right. Um, you've got a record in terms of diversity, unlike anyone else, and affordability on top of it. That's right, that's right. So tell us, uh, in terms of that affordability uh, and the state, where does UH Downtown rank on tuition? Well, well uh, UH Downtown is, I believe, uh, I'm fairly certain, is the most affordable univer- four-year university in the city. Okay. It's one of the absolutely most affordable universities in the state. And there was actually, a, you know, IPEDS through the Department of Ed actually recognized UH Downtown as being one of the 15 most net affordable to student universities, four-year universities in the country. So we're an amazingly, you know, I, I, I talk about being affordable, accessible, and and achievable. So let's talk about a full load, five, six classes, roughly. What are we talking about? Uh, uh, tuition is approximately seventy-three, seventy-four hundred a year, more okay. or less. Now, that's not the entire cost of attendance, as you well know. Sure. But that still ranks us very, very affordable, very not low. just here in the city, but in, in the state and in the country. And yeah. so uh, for our student population, this is something we have to uh, remain very cognizant and sensitive of, uh, sensitive to in order to remain affordable and accessible. Seventy-three hundred in tuition. So, let's say seventy-five, just okay, to be fair. Right, okay. A year. Full time. Full time. Okay. So compare that to my uh, daughter who's at Columbia University okay, and I'm paying 7300 per month to have her there. there so, all right, parents, okay. if you're listening. If you're listening, please. You're listening, parents, before you say. Columbia is a fine institution, yes, uh, but. Yes. It, it just make sure you're going to uh, be able to afford that, that, that cost. And here, here's the great thing about it. If you look at uh, the campus, the growth has been phenomenal. The new buildings, uh, the technology that you've put into place. Talk to us a little bit about some of those updates. Right. Well, right now we're about we're we're uh, we are about nine ten months away from the completion of our new STEM building, uh-huh. science and technology building, approximately seventy three million dollar building, all mm-hmm. in with the central utility plant that will energize the building just north of the building. Mm-hmm. Adjacent to that, we planned uh, we plan to build a thirty thirty five million dollar student wellness and success center as soon as this building is open mm-hmm. uh, this will be a state-of-the-art facility offering courses in uh, in, uh, in biology chemistry uh, perhaps geosciences yes. it's really going to be a magnificent building it's going to anchor what we refer to as our north campus and then we'll, uh-huh. we hope to build this wellness and success center and yes. uh, in this upcoming legislative session we are requesting a trb for a third building in that north campus and so when you look at the growth we have we had the largest we had a, a, a very large 
uh, fall class, we had the largest number of students apply and, and, uh, and, but we lost some students because we, they, they enrolled, but we couldn't get them to register because of cost. So we have to continue to remain affordable and continue to remain effective in our communication and correspondence mm-hmm. with this generation of students. But we had a tremendous fall. We were up in fall enrollment, uh, up in SCH. And so you look at our growth in enrollment this, this weekend, we will graduate over 1400 students at Minimate on Saturday. And then we have our MBA program on Sunday. So we're growing, we're getting better, we're being more successful, and we're educating more Houstonians. Well, that's what really counts and matters. I know something really exciting that you are putting together is the nursing program, data science, and esports. A lot of people aren't aware of esports, but I have been fascinated by the growth. And the the truth is, is that it's a growing growing industry that's huge talk to us a little bit about that well i uh, we we uh we inaugurated about two weeks ago the what what we believe is the first esports competitive lounge in the city at a university and so uh esports has generated billions of dollars annually it's been a sl- somewhat unregulated but now now universities are fielding varsity teams in esports and particular games like fortnite and others yeah and so we wanted to be on the front edge of that it's, yeah. the, the response has been overwhelming, incredible. And here's something that's interesting. We have approximately the same number of women Uh as men interested in e-gaming and e-sports at yeah. UH Downtown. So that's fascinating. Uh, so we, we, we have those kinds of programs. We have data science programs. We have new programs that are sort of focused on data and STEM. And then, of course, you mentioned our nursing partnership with uh, HCC, which I think is going to be a game changer. Uh, they begin their education at HCC in the Coleman College at the Medical Center. Mm-hmm. Then we pick them up after two years and finish out their education in the same building, in the same center. Well, and then, they're, and then they're, yeah. they're, they have their Bachelors of Science in Nursing and are caring for Houstonians. And it's about making this easy and convenient for the students. A lot of people would say, uh, well, you guys are all competitors. And there is a competitiveness to it, of course, but there's also a lot of collaborations. I've seen you work with uh, Dr. Head over at Lone Star and others. Uh, there's an, There's enough... Uh, student, there are enough students here, I think, to fit the needs. And it's really refreshing to see UH Downtown embracing those collaborations at the end of the day, making it easy for the students, convenient for them, because they've got a lot of choices. And so... Going online, what have you seen in terms of online course offerings? Well, I think I think at, at UH Downtown, but across higher education, you're going to see more demand for online courses, more flexibility, more hybrid type of instruction, yes. and more credit hours generated by students that are place-bound. It's a matter of the democratizing sort of quality of online instruction where I don't have to come here to the campus. I don't have to spend the money for gas. I don't have to fight the traffic. Uh-huh. And, and, and we are becoming uh, significantly better in terms of the rigor and the pedagogy of online instruction. Yes. So if we can, cre- if we could by, by distance delivery create an educational opportunity for someone who would otherwise not be able to take advantage of a physical brick and mortar campus, that's what we want to do. Well, and, and that's what this is all about is making Again, those decisions that impact them. Speaking of, all of this takes money. All of this takes resources. Uh, I know you've got a, a very strong base of funders, but the legislature is going to be very significant to University of Houston downtown and to most uh, institutions of higher learning. What can you uh, tell us about your priorities? Well, uh, of course, I mentioned earlier this uh, Wellness and Success Center, and we'll be presenting that to the legislature. We're also asking for some one-time funding in order, once we build out this Wellness and Success Center, we're going to have now a vacated Student Life Center at the University of Houston downtown, what what amounts to our rec center, we call the Student Life Center. It was built over two decades ago for just over $3 million. 
for a student population of 7,000. Mm-hmm. We are now at 14,265. Wow. So we have, we have well exceeded the capacity of that center. But what we hope to do once we build our new wellness and success center is, is to repurpose the student life center into a student union. Mm-hmm. We don't have a student union at UH downtown. And so we're going to ask for one-time money to build that student union and then build what uh, what we're referring to as a university college that would aggregate all of the academic support services, tutoring, supplemental instruction, mentoring, all into one area. And so with the creation of that university college physical location, that one-stop sort of wraparound center services, mm-hmm. the union, the wellness center, and our STEM building, uh, you're going to see a University of Houston downtown that nobody ever imagined. So the other thing that's very impressive, knowing uh, a lot about your MBA program and the growth and success of that, uh, I know our chamber has been very involved, and we know many people who've gone through the program. Uh, several chamber staff members have gone through it. Tell us a little bit about whether or not that was a surprise to you all in terms of the growth and impact. Talk about impact. Uh, most of those students would otherwise not be able to afford or be able to be admitted into uh, uh, an MBA program that's so strong and so rigorous. Right. Well, no, we're very proud of the program and and uh, and the growth. I think was uh, you know we often refer to this sort of meteoric growth in our MBA that I think was in some ways unanticipated. But but the structure of the faculty and corporate fellows and corporate entities continuously informing the the pedagogy and the content so that as our graduates sort of went through the program and completed the program, they would be career success ready. I think that that resonated with so, so many students. And even though we did a great deal of marketing, you know there's nothing more effective than word of mouth. So when your colleagues come back to the, to the chamber and say, hey, you've got to see this program, you've got to be yes. part of this program, there's not a week that goes by that I don't meet a student in the MBA, an alumni or the MBA, or someone interested in the MBA. And but this is this is what I think uh, UHD uh, does and does exceedingly well is is create programs, degrees, and, 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 and opportunities that are germane to the needs of Houston, Harris County, and our immediate region. Yeah. And, and, uh, let's talk about, uh, the, your success with, with students and alums. So many of them here making significant impact. How do you maintain that relationship with your alums? And what are some of the things that you are working on to make sure that they're waving that UH downtown flag? Right. No, that's a wonderful question. So one of the things that we, I hope to do is, is send each of them a flag. No. And <laughs> <laughs> so what we've done is we, we hired, you, you'd be surprised. We hired just a few years ago, you know, Dr. Alonzo and she's now our director of alumni relations. Yes. We have things now like alumni newsletter and mm-hmm. alumni correspondence. Uh, just, just recently. Recently, just recently, we had an alumni event at St. Arnold's Brewery, a great partner of the university. Uh-huh. And we expected, what I was told, because uh, I wasn't sure that I'd be able to make it, and, I, and they were told, well, we hope 50 or 60 people showed up. Yes. And then I, I received a, a text message, there's 180, 90 people here. Awesome. So, I, I, so I, I showed up and I greeted people, and, and uh, it was overwhelming, the yeah. enthusiasm and how many of them had UHD sweaters and, and hats and what have mm-hmm. you. So, so again... Uh, uh, just yesterday, you'll be proud of me, uh, Dr. Murillo. I was test driving a Lexus, yeah. and uh, and uh, the woman came, saw my lapel pin, and she said, oh, do you work at UH Downtown? I said, well, yes, I work there. She goes, I graduated from UH Downtown. I go, you did? She goes, yes, in criminal justice. And I go, and you're selling cars? She goes, hey, you got to make a living. But, you know, she was like, you know, you're the first person that I've met out here in this new dealership. And uh-huh. so... 
Every every day, every week, I meet sure. alumni, and well, they're doing great things. And, and even people like myself who just took a class here, a class there, there over the summer. Uh, I took uh, college algebra at the University of Houston downtown because I had dropped it three times at the main campus. <laughs> and so, uh, you know what I found? It was a smaller class. The professor, you know, didn't laugh at me when I asked questions. <laughs> and so it, it's truly, I think, for a large majority of people who are here in Houston, it's uh, – a place that you can get a great education, know you're going to get first class service. And it's not intimidating. And I don't know, um, that parents really understand, you know, in this environment, the many choices that are out there. We get calls sometimes for people who unfortunately get wrapped up in some of these unaccredited schools and, uh, get, you know, their, their life savings wrapped up in that. But when you look at affordability and what you can do and the career services and all of the things that you guys provide, uh, we want to always make sure that people, especially parents, as they're trying to navigate their children, because so many are the first to go to college. But talk about that in terms of uh, things that parents and students should know uh, as they're looking for their Next no, these are, phase. These are vitally, well, you know, you're, you're an educator in your earlier career, and so you understand this uh, uh, so very well. Uh, uh, to, to ask in, important, uh, thoughtful questions about the, the school, the program, uh, employability uh, beyond graduation. UH Downtown has very high employability uh, once students graduate. We have very little, very low debt, if any, Upon graduation, mm-hmm. uh, our students do exceedingly well in their careers. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the questions for parents and families to ask is, what's the what's the price point? What's the value? What's the employability upon graduation? How much debt might I incur or not incur? And how will I be positioned? Because one of the things that people like you and I must do is strongly encourage our, our, our young people to consider the degree beyond the baccalaureate. Yes. In 2018 and beyond, the baccalaureate is adequate but not sufficient for the careers and the opportunities in the future. They need to think beyond the baccalaureate, and they Mm -hmm. can do so from UH downtown without crippling debt. Yes. Well, on that note, go Gators. Go Gators. Thank you so much. Our our thanks to Dr. Juan Sanchez-Munoz, who's heading and leading up the University of Houston downtown. Thanks for joining us. We'll be right back.